This is a Federal News Network podcast. Should members of Congress have office space inside Veterans Affairs Department medical facilities so they can meet with veteran constituents? Florida Representative Brian Mast has been doing just that, along with six other members of the Florida delegation. Now VA has kicked them out, saying it needs the space back. For the latest on this dispute, Congressman Mast joins me now. Representative Mast, good to have you on. Hey, good to be with you this morning. Now, we spoke a few months back, maybe a year ago or so, about your idea for doing this. And VA in, I guess, the West Palm Beach Medical Center gave you office space. Why is it being yanked back now? Well, it's been a hugely successful program. I mean, to put some numbers on it, we've met literally with hundreds of veterans, opened up hundreds of pieces of casework for veterans that were inside the VA getting one-stop shop, dealing with things in a very timely manner, providing better care for our veterans and providing better oversight in our local VA, which is what we should do as as representatives of a local area. Um, So it's been a very successful program. What we have the VA coming to us saying is, listen, um, we need that 100-square-foot closet that you're occupying to hold these office hours. We need that space back to do different things. Now, our response to that is simple. Listen, if you need that space, I'm not going to argue with you. If you say you need it, you need it. But that doesn't mean you can't find uh, another conference room that you can tell me we can meet with the veterans on these days a week or another closet on some other floor or some other part of this 1.8 million square foot uh, of office space on that campus. So this is what we're working through right now just trying to provide better care for our veterans. That's what it's all about. And you used it on a round-robin basis with other members of the delegation? And to open up this office to to hold uh, office hours with veteran constituents, it took about a year to do it, going back and forth with the VA uh, and say, okay, you need to do this, you need to do this, jump through this hoop to to, to, to the shared space agreement. Ultimately, we got it done. And after that, there were a number of other veterans that said, yeah, you know what? I'd love to be able to meet with my veteran constituents inside the VA as well. I want to hear what they have to say when they're coming out of their doctor's appointments or when, uh, you know, they're dealing with some moment of crisis that they can come to our office, just like the other offices they have opportunity to go to and deal with that situation immediately. Or, you know, as, as members of Congress, I, I don't one person that says they don't want to make the VA better. I think everybody across all sides of the aisle. But the fact of the matter is, if you want to understand a problem or an issue, you got to be present for it. You got to be there, to see what's going on. It's why I still get all my health care from the Department of Veterans Affairs, and I will uh, forever. I'll, I'll be seen alongside of my veterans. But that's so I can be there, be present, see what's happening, light a fire under the things that aren't happening correctly, and, and try to replicate anything that is happening correctly. And that's that's the goal of this. I guess we should point out that you are and veteran of the wars of recent years and also a service-disabled veteran. That's correct. You know, I lost two legs in Afghanistan back in 2010, and uh, which is uh, common ground for uh, a lot of our veterans that have come home from, from Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, a lot of veterans that have come home from, from Vietnam and Korea and World War II. You know, we all face uh, a myriad of issues that we deal with with our health care, but, but I couldn't say this more seriously. Um, you know, I think we all here in Washington, we want the VA to be a better place. And in my opinion, the VA, the, the headquarters of the VA, Washington, D.C., be begging for 435 members of Congress to start holding office hours in each of their local VAs because it's better service for our veterans and it's better oversight for the VA. It's making sure that the things that are going on at local level, that they're getting done. And we've dealt with a number of issues on the local level in our local VA that, in my opinion, have made the place better. We're speaking with Representative Brian Mast from the 18th District of Florida. What are some of the types of things people would come in and talk to you about? 
you know, let me start with the most serious. You know, we all know that veterans can have issues while they're be, being seen inside the VA. Maybe they show up for a scheduled appointment, and unfortunately it happens all too often where you show up for the scheduled appointment and you're told when you walk up to the counter, I'm sorry, we had to cancel that appointment. That creates a great deal of frustration for veterans. Or sometimes, uh, you know, you're showing up to, to different places, and maybe you're not treated with the dignity and the respect that, that these veterans deserve, and it creates, again, a great deal of frustration. And, and it can really create some moments of crisis for some of the veterans that we face. And we've had these veterans into our office. They just want to be heard at the highest possible level. Know that they're heard, that somebody heard them, was listening to them about what just happened to them, what, just they, what they just witnessed inside of that VA. And you know what? Sometimes when that happens, we can walk right back down the hall to, to wherever it was that they had that negative experience and say, hey, what's going on here? Can we fix this? You know, what, you know, how do we make sure that this doesn't happen again? You know, bring it up to the director of that VA hospital and, and remedy the situation immediately. Sometimes we have, uh, you know, we've had some of our older veterans that they're being given stacks of paperwork that they didn't necessarily understand everything that they needed to fill out and, and what part they had to fill out or a doctor in this. They come into our office just saying, hey, can you help me get this right so that I don't have to go home fill this out with somebody and then drive all the way back here or get somebody to drive me back here and then do it. And, and we we're happy to help them out for many of our veterans. They, they take special uh, transportation just to get to the VA. There's, there's AMVETS and VFWs and other groups that will provide busing to the VA because a lot of veterans don't have that transportation. This creates a one-stop shop for those veterans to get their medical care, uh, to go see their member of Congress. Could be about veteran-related issues. Maybe they need to see their member of Congress about something having to do with Social Security or something else, but they get to see their member of Congress right in that facility. And like I said, the other thing that we're doing is we're tasked with oversight of the Department of Veterans Affairs as members of Congress. This means that we're present for that oversight. We're seeing what's going right week in, week out. We're seeing what's going wrong week in, week out, and that's important. But just from VA's standpoint, do you think it's the best management strategy for someone in Congress to march upstairs and try to fix something that is topical or connected with a given veteran versus looking at the systemic issues on a statistical basis and trying to fix things for everybody nationally? Well, I think VA headquarters, 100%. They need to try to fix things nationally for everybody. But a lot of those fixes come through legislation that go through the House of Representatives, Congress, right? Whether you're talking about the VA's Mission Act and things relating to, to saying we need greater or increased VA choice so veterans can go be seen inside the VA or go be seen other places or things relating to uh, what's known as the VA ramp program, something that we, we uh, pushed through the House of Representatives and Senate and the president, uh, you know, all worked on this. This is legislation that came out of Washington, came out of, a, you know, our, our, our legislative branch to say there needs to be better options for dealing with your pensions and claims issues that you have out there. But these are all things that if we're present and seeing them and seeing what's going on and seeing where the frustration exists and having those veterans give us that immediate feedback, we become much better legislators for those issues that they're dealing with. And we're able to get that information real time back to the Department of Veterans Affairs saying somebody is dealing with this. And if somebody's dealing with an issue of crisis, I want to deal with that immediately. I don't want that to become some, you know, it's a molehill that turns into a mountain because they're not able to get in to, to see somebody immediately. They have to wait a week or two weeks or something else, and it just keeps growing and festering with them. That's not what we want to happen. And that's that can be very literally how, how instances of crisis or even suicide can occur. And, uh, and I'm saying this literally, and it's one of the most unfortunate things that I can say. I've sure. had a, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, of veterans and veteran friends, some that I knew, some that I didn't, 
that come to me and, and want to speak to me about how they've wanted to take their life. Maybe they want to go into their garage and run their car until they never wake up again. Maybe they want to step off the sidewalk in front of a bus. Uh, maybe they want to use a firearm. Maybe they want to fall off something, uh, you know, some high building. And, and I've had it said to me in a number of different ways. And unfortunately, I've had a number of those instances where it's been triggered by something negative that happened inside of the VA. They went and had some kind of appointment that they expected to be, you know, to go well and go perfect and be this safe haven. And it turned out to be the opposite for them. And it created a very serious moment of crisis. And uh, that was one of the original things that really prompted me to say, you know what, I think we can do a better job if we were present there and, uh, and, you know, helping to provide just another level of service for those veterans. And just give us a sense of how much time you spent there in a given week or month balanced against duties requiring you to be in Washington. So uh, I specifically requested that the office hours that, that I be given there be on Mondays. And the reason that I requested Mondays personally is because that's usually the day that I'm flying from my home district back to Washington, D.C., so what that means is if I'm in Washington, D.C. during the week, I don't get the chance to be there. But if I'm going there because our VA is pretty close to, to my local airport, uh, I can go and do some office hours in the VA before I hit the airport and head off to Washington, see some of my veterans there. But even if I'm not there, my, my staff are there every single Monday. As you mentioned, we divided this up between the other local members of Congress that are, the, that are around the area and have veterans being seen there. So in my local VA hospital, you have myself, you have representatives Lois Frank, Ted Deutsch and Alcee Hastings, all also holding office hours inside of that VA hospital. And in the, the Orlando VA uh, in, in Florida, you also have a number of members of Congress like Darren Soto and Stephanie Murphy and others holding office hours inside of their VA doing the same thing, each taking a day of the week to, to be able to be there and meet with their veterans, whether it's scheduled appointment or whether it's somebody walking in in some kind of moment of crisis where they just need to talk to somebody. Representative Brian Mast represents the 18th District of Florida, and I guess you've got a message for Secretary Wilkie. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. And like I said, the hope would be that every veteran requests that all of their members of Congress, all 435 members of Congress, get inside their VAs to see what's going on. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Okay, close your eyes and imagine. Well, unless you're driving. Yes. Imagine you bought a scratch ticket from the Iowa Lottery. Or someone gave you one. Yes, right. And you scratch, and you've won. One big. Yes. In fact, there are 13 holiday games with big cash prizes. And if you don't win, play it again. You can still win up to $100,000 in the VIP club. But you have to enter and see rules and complete details at ialottery.com slash VIP. Yes. Thank you. 